Approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Steve. With me today, as always, my main man, Coach Jibs. Buddy, what's going on today, man? Oh, you're on mute, my friend. Why can't I hear you? Jibs got some technical difficulties. Still can't hear you. <laughs> Still can't hear you, buddy. We're off to a great day, guys. That means it's week 17, of course. Uh, our season's coming down to an end, so... Yeah, hopefully you guys have uh, really made it through your semifinals. I know I've made it to a couple finals, especially one league that I'm very happy of, a home league that I haven't been to the finals in like four years. I'm back finally. It is a great time for fantasy football. And I still don't hear you, Jibs. Uh, oh, I don't want me to speak when I was told to speak, but I'm doing well. Um, it's kind of cool doing the podcast midday. Uh, definitely like a change in pace to say the least. Obviously, the holidays kind of entailed that, but doing good. Same on the other end. Like, yes, like we were talking last night. You're like, God damn, Jibs, you're like just in like every final almost. And the same home league that uh, you finally made the finals back in. Congratulations. I uh, had to line up knucklehead decision and I'm out. And the Cowboys defense kind of murdered me last night. So uh, I'm just going to settle in. I'm kind of glad that we. Uh, negotiated with our league mates that we could get a third place prize so nice. play for but other than that like i haven't tallied up but um i knew i was in nine semifinals yesterday and i think i got five but i'm gonna have to check my little google doc i'll let you know in a minute love it love it yeah i think i'm in three finals now guys at least i think me and jibs we do have a matchup next week oh, so that's gonna be yeah. fun that's always fun to play against jibs yeah, it's so, always fun till you start blabbering off how good you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> kind of how it works. We'll see. I don't like to talk too much trash because usually that somehow backfires in your face. But I might have to check our receipts, though. I think there's so much trash talking coming from the, the beef's phone. So. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, I love the trash talk a little bit here and there, so it's all good fun. But, Guys, it's the last week of the season here, and this is our last week. Um, we're taking our you know our month off in January here. We won't be doing uh, actual shows for week 18, but we will be here for this week, for week 17 for your championship games, and then we'll start back up in February as we get back into that dynasty talk, guys. So, again, we're talking waiver wires today, guys. So, again, at this point, if you don't have some of the guys that we're going to mention, is because you're already set and you're in the finals for the reason that you are already so but maybe you're looking for something maybe you're still struggling you're but somehow you're getting by and that's absolutely how it works i think i lost a matchup where someone had jeff wilson rex burkhead and rashad penny all against me and i lost after being the one seed so it's hap it happens and that's why there's some decent waiver wire options this week it's not as great as last week but there's some definitely options so we'll start with the quarterbacks of course here jibs and you know give me somebody at the quarterback position that's actually worth picking up for week 17 Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, was trying to tally up my little uh, <laughs> championship thing. I think I'm in seven uh, championship games. 
Seven, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Impressive. But um, going back to our listeners, uh, Jesus Christ, like we were talking about it last week, the streaming position was abysmal, and it definitely played into what we were all kind of just hoping for not to be. Like, if you had a streaming quarterback last week, which you probably did because there was a lot of COVID stuff and um, injuries to the position. You probably got minimum production. Like me and you were talking, I was like, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, this guy, that guy. And I was pretty pleased with Matt Ryan giving me, what, 11 <laughs> points, 10 points. But um, I think the top tier of the, the streaming position last week was David Mills at 18 fantasy points, which is – and then Nick Foles was 16. So uh, it's not getting any better this week, but I'm going to stick to the guy who hasn't played yet so far in week 16, that's two attack of the void, two attacks. Um, he only has to beat 15 points for me to be happy with his output this week, but he will be playing. Whew, what the, I think you know off the top of my head. Tennessee Titans. Next week. Play the Tennessee Titans. And they, um, as we talked last week, they are a stout defense against the run, which kind of works in Miami's favor because they don't really like to run the ball besides when Duke Johnson has some attempts, but the Titans give up the ninth most points of fantasy quarterbacks, although we'll have to say they have been playing a little bit better, but it's been kind of like lackluster competition with them facing Trevor Lawrence, who don't allow him to throw passing touchdowns. Then you got big Ben who's just been trash the whole year and then jimmy g uh last week he had 15 fantasy points but that's been their max over the last three weeks so in that streaming conversation you're trying to get 15 18 points max and i think if you have to use someone this week uh look for Tua, and then hold your breath because it's not looking that good Yes, it is not the greatest qb plays this week i mean people might be high on guys like the Baltimore quarterbacks or Justin Fields if he comes back and we don't really know what their situations, what these injuries and COVID situations are. So I don't want to say they're the top pickups, but they're definitely intriguing. And if you want to go in that direction, they all have upside. Whoever plays over Baltimore obviously has that upside. We saw Josh Johnson, you know, have a great game. Fancy Fields when he's playing has a great game because they're all mobile quarterbacks. So if you're still struggling to find a quarterback, maybe you started big Ben this week because you kind of ran out of options with everyone obviously drop big Ben and look for one of these guys here again a guy you could probably that's most likely on your waivers is mac jones he does play the uh, i believe it's the jacksonville jaguars in week uh, 17 here and again that's an option again it's not something that i'm like going out to like i gotta go get these quarterbacks i don't think anyone's really picking up any quarterbacks at this moment here but it is a somewhat favorable matchup jacksonville's offense is kind of defense is kind of so so this season they've been kind of on and off and you know mac jones has played well at times you know, last week was not one of those, you know, great games. But, you know, in the last five, in the last six games, he's had at least three QB1 performances, uh, more than he had in the first half of the season. So, obviously, they're working on getting him more involved. It's just, it was a bad game for him, unfortunately. So, Mac Jones is another way to go. But look throughout the week and see how those Baltimore quarterbacks, look how Justin Fields is working this week, because those guys are someone I want to grab if you're looking for a QB. All right, let's over the RBs here, Jibs. Who do we got as an RB pickup again? This isn't that great either, but <laughs> no, not yeah. definitely not. But it seems like all the, uh, I guess, the backup running backs or the, the streaming RBs last week they they came to they came to killed it. Uh, it seemed like all the backups, like Rashad Penny, Justin Jackson, had amazing games. But for me, I'm gonna go with Dare Ogumbo Ale, and we saw James Robinson yesterday sustain an Achilles injury. 
and they went to Dare Gumabale, and he did all right. Like, it's just the Jags don't let Trevor Lawrence throw the ball. Or they let him throw the ball, but he doesn't get passing touchdowns. So when the Jaguars get into the red zone, you kind of want to think that they'll have one, two, three shots, maybe with the pass. But, like, it seems more often than not, the running back has been scoring those touchdowns for them, the one or two that they get a game. So, uh, like we mentioned, they will be playing the Patriots, who it's a uh, middle-of-the-road matchup. They give up the 14th most to the position. But if you look at the Pats – um, schedule against running backs it kind of seems like feast or famine like running back will get you for an okay game around 50 60 yards but you see in throughout the season that there's running backs with a lot of attempts getting like 100 yards and that could be his ceiling but you, you just don't never know houston has been no jaguars have been playing all right but i won't expect dari Wale to get like We'll say like workhorse numbers, like 16 to 20 rushing attempts, just given the fact that Patriots are a better team. But um, I'm just, I'll roll with him because, like, at least we saw the guy get 17 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown last week. And you're not going to really find that much running backs with that much upside this time of the year on the waiver wire. So it's, it's a Hail Mary shot, but I'll pick him up just for your opponent not to grab him, especially if they are running back needy. Exactly. And I think that's the best way to describe Dar if you don't want your opponent to grab him. Because you know what? I saw Justin Jackson in one of my leagues sitting out there and I was like, you know what? I really don't want to drop my players on my bench. Like, I like what they have. And of course, my opponent picks him up and starts him this past week and gets 30 fantasy points. So sometimes just picking up that player makes the most sense just to block your opponent because you don't want them to start him in that case. Isn't somebody I'm probably starting this week, but. It's more of a defensive move than anything than an offensive play for you. So for me, guys, this guy might be available and might be able to actually start him this week. And it's Boston Scott. Once again, I think we've mentioned Boston Scott's name throughout the entire season, but we already know that Miles Sanders has a broken hand or broken bone in his hand. He's probably likely out this week. And, you know, Josh, Josh, God, Jordan Howard has a stinger right now currently, and he might may or may not be out this week. So we don't know yet. It's too early to tell, obviously, but, Boston Scott obviously would be the next man up once again, especially on the ground game. They do play the Washington football team who over the last two weeks have basically just been atrocious against running backs. I mean, you saw the Eagles two weeks ago, put up over 200 rushing yards against them. I expect something similar this coming week here. If Boston Scott is the main ball carrier in this game here. So if you're looking for RB help, he's probably my top pickup this week. Again, it's Boston Scott. So it's not great, but if you're looking for a flexible option, he might be a well in the decent. Eagles have been good against the run. Okay. So, I mean, there's really no one else that, I mean, yeah, you could pick a Rex shot. You could give Rex Burkhead a shot. Again, I don't know what we're getting out of Rex Burkhead. Matchup last week was Fable. Jack, the Chargers are terrible against running backs. 49ers are in the middle of the pack. So, I'm not like going out there to go get Rex Burkhead if you want your opponent to do and hope that he starts him. Maybe that might be the best move. Uh, Jordan Howard might be a good play. Uh, Clyde Abutelaire has a bone injury. Maybe a guy like Derek Gore could be an option for you as well uh, on the ground. Again, mostly Darrell Williams would probably take over once again. But in terms of running backs, there's just not a lot of play right now at RB. So get Boston Scott or just stop your opponent from getting any RBs. That's really all we can really say about the RBs this week. All right, so Jibs, let's head over to the wide receivers, buddy. Who do you guys your wide receiver pick up this week? 
Mm, I'm going fan favorite KJ Osborne, whose roster percentage dropped down, even with Allen Thielen being um, a little hampered up. But I know, like, given the fact that Adam Thielen was questionable all week and he did actually play this game, that probably dropped down his roster percentage. I knew I dropped him in the league or two, but uh, we did see Adam Thielen reaggravate his um, high ankle sprain in last in yesterday's game. He did come back, but regardless, Adam Thielen only played 37% of the snaps. And we did see KJ Osborne once again step in as a beneficiary who uh, finished with five catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. And they get to play the Green Bay Packers, who, like, I know their defense uh, in reality is pretty stout with given all the cornerbacks they have. But um, we know Justin Jefferson is going to take on some of that coverage. And that leads KJ Osborne with a lesser cornerback. So I think he has a good shot of producing once more this week, especially given that Adam Thielen's older. And I know they want to get him back on the field, but if he's not going to be in tip-top shape to be a wide receiver, I I don't think it's worth playing him. So I like KJ Osborne for another great streaming option at wide receiver this week. And he scored in touchdowns uh, two out of the last three weeks. He sure has. Yeah. And Thielen obviously got hurt once again to some extent here. So, you know, he might see again an increased role over the last week of the season. And do you know who they're playing off yet? I don't know if you mentioned uh, that already. Yeah, they're playing the Packers. The Packers. So, again, that's a matchup where it's going to be likely a shootout. So, definitely a great call there. And there's some good running backs obviously available to pick up and possibly play. Uh, the guy that I'm looking for is definitely Isaiah McKenzie. And it will really, you know, dictate – how this week goes here. Both, you know, Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley are put on COVID late in the week. I think it was like Friday and Saturday uh, in the week here. And I'm not sure what their situation is, but I know for unvaccinated players, because I believe they're both unvaccinated, it's a 10 day period. So a week from Saturday would be seven days, obviously numbers math. So there's a chance that both of them are out for week 17. They do play the Atlanta Falcons here. And Isaiah McKenzie, 10 receptions out of nowhere. Again, he is a he'd be more like a PPR machine for you if you're looking for something like that this week. He's definitely worth the pickup and hold and see kind of how the week turns out. If Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley obviously don't make a return this week, he was so involved in this offense here. It was very interesting for sure. And he'd be someone I'd be considering possibly even playing this week if if that's the case for him this this coming week. So uh Isaiah McKenzie is my uh He's mine. He's my wide receiver pickup. But I really like this week if you're looking for that play. So um, let's see. I have some, some mentioned some other guys here. I mean, MVS, Alan Lazar seem to be having some uh, better days ahead of them. I think MVS was on COVID last week, but they do play the Vikings really bad against wide receivers. Joshua, like probably, uh, probably Alan Lazard. He's been the most consistent, especially getting a touchdown. He might not be getting the yards, but he's getting a touchdown almost every week. So. I'll take that every single week. Yeah, I agree. I like his uh, red zone utilization, even though it's basically Adams, Jones, and Dylan if he's running the ball. But after that, we saw Lazard get, I think, two or three red zone targets, even though he kind of dropped the second one. Agreed, agreed. Uh, let's see. Some youngsters you could consider. Again, Joshua Palmer. I don't know what Mike Williams and Jalen Guyton's situation is, especially with COVID, but he proved himself this past week here. And, if I'm not mistaken, the Chargers have a matchup against the, I want to see, the Denver Broncos, a decent matchup. It's okay, but he's someone kind of stepped up. Kadarius Tony, he could see more work the last week of the season. Um, and some kind of filters at the bottom. Braxton Berrios, 
he always continues to somehow perform when everyone seems to get injured for the Jets. And I believe the Jets this coming week here, if I can, I wish I could remember off the top of my head, but that's why I have my sheet up here. They play Tampa, so they might be needing to throw the ball as much as possible. And he always had that special teams opportunity where he scored a touchdown last week. So him, Zay Jones is another option. Uh, Zay Jones continues to see like six for 50 yards every single week. Again, if you're looking for a just a steady play, depending on how your matchups are, he could be someone, especially in deeper leagues. But again, there's options out there. But at this point of the season, you're not going out to get these guys, hoping that they're going to help you win a week. Most of them, besides maybe Osborne, maybe. So just take it with a grain of salt and just start your studs to some extent. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, yeah, that's the waiver wire portion. So, oh, no, it's not. I'm sorry. I meant the wide receiver portion. But now we're over the tight ends now, guys. So, Jim, do you have any – Gerald Everett, yes. double-digit points in PPR in three straight games, oh. albeit the first two games were 10 points, but he did have 68 yards in a touchdown yesterday. So, um, we see inconsistencies with the Seahawks offense. One week's Lockett, one week's Metcalf. Oh, it hasn't been Metcalf, but he popped up last week. But Everett's been consistent cog in the offense over the last three weeks. So, if I had to pick a tight end – the stream this week is going to be Everett playing the Detroit Lions. I like that a lot there. I love that. Uh, for me, guys, it's Cole Komet. Man, he's just been on. He's just been solid all season here. And it might even help that, you know, Allen Robinson is coming back to some extent here. It help take pressure off the middle of the field. And he's just, as long as he can maybe catch it. Again, I'm, I'm banking on him maybe scoring a finally a touchdown this season here. They played the Giants this week. Maybe he finally scores that, that touchdown we've been waiting all season for. But he's... I mean, he's got at least 40 yards in five, four or five games now, uh, and that's and it's a pretty decent outing. You know, he flirts with that tight end one territory. I know it's hard to find a tight end to really play each and every week. So, Insert Jimmy Graham. Insert Jimmy Graham, yes. Hey, you play Jimmy Graham, sure, if you want to get that touchdown. I mean, he's got three touchdowns in five games now. So Ridiculous. Yeah, and then, of course, guys like James O'Shaughnessy, uh, CJ Uzama could be options as well. So it's not, it's not the best weeks, but – it's doable, so. But that's the end of our waiver wire portion. And I'm going to get into some of our trust meters here, kind of guys we're just trying to mention here who've kind of performed over the last two weeks. Is it whether we trust them in the last week in the matchup? And we'll talk more about more players on Thursday, of course, when we do start and sits. But we'll start with, let me see here. Let me get my rankings up here. Let's start with the quarterbacks here. Uh, man, I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see. Let's see who we trust here. Are you trusting guys like Zach Wilson or Davis Mills, Jibs? I know this is weird, but they're top two, top, top 10 fantasy quarterbacks over the last two weeks now. I trust Mills more than I trust Zach Wilson. The Jets are a mystery grab bag that changes every week. So what? They look like a competent offense because they played the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team with one less win than them. But I'd rather take a shot with David Mills and the Houston Texans, a team that's actually been consistently getting better as the season progressed. And David Mills, yeah, he had his shots early on. He got demolished for the beginning portion of the season but when he came back after they benched Tyrod he's been putting on some good performances although he doesn't have that big of passing upside given the fact that the Houston Texans want to run the ball the last two weeks but I like how he's operating the offense and getting the young uh, skill position players involved so I'm going Davis Mills over Zach Wilson I'll give Davis Mills a five I give Wilson a three because they're playing the Bucks in that defense could turn them over. Right, right. And we've known about garbage time, you know, in terms of fantasy productions, but 
Zach Wilson has made most of his time off our flake late in the games. Mills kind of in a similar way. I mean, these are probably waiver wire guys. They're probably not on anyone's team, to be honest. I, I probably wouldn't go out and start them. It's just there's so much risk factor with it. They have performed well, which is great to see for their future dynasty, possibly. But I'm, I'm still not relying on it on a week-to-week basis. Let's see here. What about Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr? They have kind of been mediocre over the last two weeks, especially Derek Carr for the most part. Do you trust them in your last matchup of the season? Obviously, I think the Vikings play Green Bay, and I believe the Raiders. I don't know who the Raiders play, but the Raiders play Indy. Mm, I trust Kirk Cousins more than I trust David Carr. At least with uh, Kirk Cousins, I know he's been playing kind of abysmal over the last three weeks, but I do. I could look at back at the matchup when he played the Packers in the middle of the season he did get 24 fantasy points so there's reasons for optimism for him maybe he could get himself out the gutter but it's just weird like hopefully Dalvin Cook comes back this week and he could have a little boost in confidence and a boost in offensive efficiency so Kirk Cousins on this trustometer I'll give him a six because he hasn't gotten good but there's still reason and faith to have I respect it. I'm actually on the same page. I think Kirk Cousins is someone you obviously can continue to trust in your championship matchup here, no matter what the matchup is currently, because he's a wild card, honestly, and he's performed most of the season here. And this matchup involves a shootout potential, possibly. And Kirk Cousins is going to continue to air the ball out any single week here. He's someone, if you've been rocking him all season, I think you could just continue to rock him. Derek Carr, I'd look other directions now. He's just been abysmal since the Henry Ruggs is gone. Like, I'm trusting – I trust Zach Wilson or Davis Mills right now over guys like – over, like, Derek Carr because he's just not performing to the standard that we're looking for for him this coming season. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. No Waller, no Carr for me. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Zero. That's also – yeah, no Waller all season basically too. That has been a big disappointment, unfortunately. Uh, let's go over here and look at some RBs that have been performing. Like, let's see here. I think we've already mentioned Rex Burkhead. You're not going to really trust him to the most extent, but most of a pickup, just a block. What about Jeff Wilson? He's been pretty solid over two games, averaging 16 fantasy points, and they really believe the Houston Texans. Are you starting him? No doubt. Oh, there's going to be some doubt in my mind because I know Elijah Mitchell, he was ruled out just because it was a Thursday game and gives him more time to rest. I think probably be more optimistic that he plays this week or he has a bigger chance of playing, which kind of caps Jeff Wilson. Like, I don't know what to make of the situation. Like, you know me, I've been, I have Elijah Mitchell and I can't pick the week to start him because he gets injured, he comes back. And then, you don't. you're just kind of like scared of like how those snaps will break out. So, I'm going to give him a four because if Mitchell comes back, it's going to be a little grueling thinking about Jeff Wilson splitting time with Mitchell. And then you already know Debo might get a couple of snaps in as well. So I <clears throat> can't really have full faith, but he did get me into a championship game. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I if there is no Mitchell once again, and if it's Mitchell, I mean, it, it becomes a mess. And I think you could start maybe either one of them if you're looking for like a low end RB three. Uh, Mitchell probably has more hold on his starting position. But if if there's no Mitchell once again, Jeff Wilson is someone that I'd be okay trusting. Hundred percent. Debo's going to get his work in the backfield. But if there's all three of them back there, I really don't want to trust either one of them. And you're you're just kind of 
taking a big leap of faith on whoever kind of performs or stays healthy for the matchup for sure. So, but he's been performing well over the last two weeks. Uh, let's see here. Um, Deontay Foreman, uh, you know, he's been kind of okay so far over these last two weeks, you know, seven this past week, I think it was 11 the week before here, but the Tennessee Titans, they have the Miami Dolphins who much better against running backs this coming season here. Do you trust them in your final lineups of the season? Nope. No, not at all. Like even getting the chance to see like the Thursday night matchup, like he just is, doesn't look like he's running well at all. Like I'm not saying he's injured or anything. He just looks like a slug compared to the other running backs. And we saw McNichols get a lot more work than I was expecting last week. So with the three headed monster, including Hilliard, I can't trust nobody in that backfield. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, it's a three. It is a three-way split. They no one has more than like forty-five snaps in the game here. I think Foreman actually had the second was second on the team. On that. It, it's tough to want to trust him. You have to really be hurting at RB to put him in your starting lineup because it's really touchdown and bust with him. If he's not getting a touchdown, he's getting maybe 11, 12 carries on fifty-five yards for a game. And in the matchup like this. Again, Miami's been pretty solid against running back, so I'm not thrilled to want to play them. I don't expect this to be a game where he's going to see a huge rock. And it seems like they want to keep him fresh, just in case, obviously, Derrick Henry's not back yet, and have him ground and pound probably when they get to the playoffs. And they are they're taking him out of the game and putting in guys like Hilliard and McNichols to kind of run the ball if they're leading in this game. So it's just not a, it just doesn't make sense either way. So I, I'm on the same page with you, Jibs. Uh, let's see here. Devin Singletary uh, has produced over these two weeks here now. And it's weird to say that for a Bills running back, but he has, if I'm like in 16 fantasy points in back-to-back games now, and he has Atlanta. Is he full go for you this coming week? And trust factor. Not full go, but I'll give him the highest uh, confidence grade I could give Devin Singletary. And that's going to be an eight. Eight. And they know how I feel about the man, but the guy's been performing. Like even last week, I know the game was kind of, slow plotting against the Patriots and the Bills, but he had 12 carries, 39 yards, and a touchdown. That's what kind of worries me. That's kind of what I'm docking, like, docking two points from because there could be instances where he gets a like, yardage total, and then you have to expect that touchdown to come to fruition, which seems to be a lock since he's basically being utilized as a solo a single back. But the yardage and the, just how the Bills game plan kind of – scare me a little bit, but he gets an eight because the matchup's great. They should blow the Falcons out and then give him as many carries as he wants. I don't think it could be like a Cowboys game, to be honest, which it should be over before the second quarter starts, given though how yeah. these two teams are playing. But Devin Singletary, he's good for kudos to this guy for getting the job and performing. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I'm, 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 I faith him as a flex option. If you, if you have him on your team, I think he's, has a good matchup to want to continue to start because you have to give him the confidence that he's been performing fantasy points and he's seen receiving work too. And especially if guys like Gabriel Davis and Cole Beasley are continue to be out next week, that even just raises his value in the passing game. So I, I definitely like him for that. Uh, let's see. What about Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon has combined seven fantasy points over the last two weeks here. Jibs, they play the Chargers. Fantastic matchup. Do you trust it though? I trust Javante. <laughs> Javante. Okay. I mean, I trust Javante too, but yeah, it's the Broncos are a weird 
because we don't know where we're going to get out of Drew Locke. And without them, without the quarterback moving the ball up the field, like the running backs are pretty much useless without big yards, big running, uh, rushing attempts. So we saw Melvin Gordon one point in PPR leagues. God awful. Um, I have him in a standard league. Zero. Trust. Zero. Yeah, um, I think if you're struggling at RB, obviously, I think I still have around a four or five for them because I do like the matchup. We just saw what Rex Burkhead did to them. And I don't expect them to kind of go away from Gordon even still. Uh, so if I think if you're still looking for an RB, I think he's still worth a play in the in a favorable matchup. But again, it's risky, but I think he's still worth it to me to play him if you're looking to trust it's him. Funny, I was like looking at the stats. Like, oh, man, Melvin Gordon, only seven attempts. Oh, Javante must have had a killer game. Seven rushing attempts. <laughs> Got it. All right. All right. So next one here, we'll go to the wide receivers real quick. Um, Russell Gage had one great game a week ago and then kind of stumped the back. He plays Buffalo, of course, to them in your last match of the season. Oh, sorry. What was the question again? Russell Gage. Do you trust him moving forward the last week? Negative, sir. Uh, like, you look at a stat sheet and he has one good game, one bad game, one good game, one bad game. And obviously, given the scenario, it should be a good game. But the Bills' pass defense or defense in general is still a top-tier defense in the NFL. And I wouldn't expect anything else, especially with a struggling Matt Ryan. Agreed. Agreed. Um you're taking a huge risk with Russell Gage. It's either on and off kind of situation with him. You're if you put him in your lineup, you're hoping for the big play, but you just have to accept that. Um, honestly, he could go and have a three point game like he did this past week. So it's a risk award factor. I'm okay starting him because I feel like they're going to be needing to throw the ball against the Bills and not going to be able to run the ball as sufficiently. So he's still seeing the targets. Um, let's see here. A couple of players that are kind of on the lower end here. I think we can pretty much say that. Terry McLaurin, um, Hollywood Brown, DK Metcalf, these three players here, are you pretty much off them the rep in this final week of the season? Oh, let's go. Um, Brown, I'm probably off just because I need at least Lamar Jackson to be back. Um, Metcalf, I think he could have a slight glimmer of hope as a flex for me. Uh, I know he caught that first pass from – seemed like the first pass from Russell Wilson yesterday, but he still didn't finish with a game at all. But I think I trust Metcalf out of the group because at least he was involved. He caught a touchdown pass and they probably won't be playing. And, um, Oh my God. I'm sorry. They played in Seattle yesterday. No, they played in Chicago. Pretty sure Chicago. Maybe, oh, maybe Chicago yeah. too, but they, I guess what I'm looking at is kind of backwards. But maybe they did because they said something about like three times it snowed in their stadium. And I was like, that's weird for the Bears. So maybe they did. It says they're at home. So <laughs> maybe they did. My mistake. Who's your third? Uh, Terry McLaurin. Oh, hell no. Metcalf out of the group. Yeah. If I'm starting Six. somebody, it's Metcalf. Terry McLaurin gets a zero. And then I'll give Marquise Brown a three with Glimmer that Jackson returned. Yeah, I think McLaurin, you just can't put in your starting lineups right now. No matter what happens, I mean, it's too risky. Metcalf, I think you'll be okay. The matchup's decent, so hopefully he can continue to work with that. Uh, and then 
Hollywood Brown, I'm okay starting still. You just have to lower your expectation. He's not going to put up those big numbers yet early on in the season, but he could get you 10 or 11 fantasy points because he's becoming more of that PPR kind of player for this team here. So That's basically, weird. it's weird to say that. So, but yeah, I think I'm okay with starting him and Metcalf, but McLaren, I, I have no play. I have no confidence in McLaren in the final week of the season here in your championship play. So we'll kind of go from that. So, all right, let's see here. Let's go over the tight ends real quick and talk about a few no tight ends. <laughs> Nobody. Anybody. Um, you trust Noah Fant back to back seven or eight fantasy points. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'll trust him, but <laughs> just because it's a tight end. Be it comes with a lot of a lot of like headaches throughout the game, so it but does, yeah. Um four. You're expecting, like, again, seven or eight fantasy points at best. 44 receptions, 40, 30, 40 yards kind of game from him. That's a, He's fine, but, again, there's not many tight ends out there after that. What about Mike Kosicki? We had six fantasy points last week, but say he has another mediocre game. Do you trust him in your final week against Titans? Mm, I don't think so because I, I would expect the Dolphins have a full receiving core next week. And we've seen Mike exactly this year kind of have good games where either Parker is out or Waddle is missing some time. So with all two, with the two of them back, I, don't, I wouldn't expect a big game out of them. Yeah, kind of on the same page, especially the Titans kind of locked down George Kittle this past week. So definitely don't really have confidence in, in Mike Gusecki starting him going into a week 17 matchup. So. But that is going to wrap up our show tonight, guys. Uh, that was our Week 17 waiver wires and, I guess, trust meter for the name I put out there for it. So, but um, we hope you guys we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening for so much this coming season here. And, of course, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. And if you have any fantasy questions, waiver wire questions, start and sit questions, just hit us up. I'm happy to help you out. And we'll be back on Thursday for our final episode of 2021 and we'll be doing our start and sits and to get a little bit more in depth about the matchups and everything like that. And we hope to see you then, guys. And until then, have a great one, guys. The back is not far fetched. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like Cooper Scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up. Jack, I'ma head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing it, go.